Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to another fun-filled hashtag football Friday edition of Second City Sports Real Live in the Living Color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakeem McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, too, we have all the uh, other five live shows throughout the week. So if you happen to miss them, you can go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. So make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, please find us on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, find Sports Zone Chicago. We're available on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to catch the audio version of Second City Sports, i.e. the podcast, you can do so by subscribing to War or Anger. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms. You ready? W-A-R-R on Anchor. Once again, at War on Anchor. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are on the pod, Jackly Fun. We have very definite opinions. If you have any definite opinions doing our to our extravagant guests, we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You can always go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and or do something stupid, I've given Lakina the green light to give you fools the beer lay beer boot. Bye-bye. I love when she says that. <laughs> But before we begin, we must remind you that Sports Zone Chicago is also now available on Roku TV. That's right. Sports Zone Chicago is now available on your Roku television. So celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Sports Zone Chicago is now on Roku TV. If you have a Roku TV, just tap on the, on the, on the sports folder and download Sports Zone Chicago that way. If you don't have a Roku TV, that's okay. We know you have a couple of streaming devices laying around. iPad, iTouch, that old cell phone. I, your personal PC, your Chromebook, like I'm using right now, just make sure you download that Roku TV app and then access Sports on Chicago that way. So once again, get with the program, celebrate with the squad. Sports on Chicago is now available on Roku TV, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 
365 days a year live and on demand. All right, so we got a lot to talk talk you know, talk about and break down here on today's show. Of course, we're going to talk about Bears and Vikings coming up on Sunday. Of course, the rest of the week five slate. So great matches in week six of college football. And also, yes, we will talk about the uh, it helps if we can see us. Yes, hello. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll help, yeah that'll help a little bit. But yeah, uh, I guess we'll go into the whole like you know Draymond and Jordan Poole, you know, brouhaha. You know, that's a whole different. Keep your uh, hands thing. to yourself, as D was saying oh, from the old D and David show back in the day. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll get to we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into, we'll get into it. all that in just a second. But uh, first, Sid, you got you got the baseball playoffs going on right now as we speak. This is the wild card round. Uh, the Rays and the uh, Guardians are playing as we speak. There's no score in the they're in the bottom of the fifth inning. Uh, that that game's on ESPN. But you know, keep that on mute and just listen to us and watch us, please. You know, just uh, we appreciate that. But uh. All right, so where do you see we'll, – well, well, I guess we'll talk to that series first that's going on right now. These are all best-of-three matchups. It's a new thing they're doing with MLB this uh, this year. you got the top – you know, the top teams have a bye. The Dodgers and the Astros both have buys. But, you know, other games are going on right now. They'll be going on through all weekend. These are best-of-three. So, you know, best two out of three. And, of course, you know, starting with the Rays and the Guardians. Uh, Sid, where do you see this uh, this matchup? It's going to come down to strong patient in defense. As right now, as the game one is going on, Shane McClanahan is pitching his butt off for Tampa Bay, and mm-hmm. Shane Bieber is doing his job for the Cleveland Guardians. Right now, Tampa Bay has only one hit. Cleveland has four, but it's going to come down to the bases. Who's going to get that clutch hit? And also, it's about defense as well. We, we've seen all season long, Lakina, that Cleveland turned it around when they wanted the AL Central division that – not only their offense turned around, but their defense turned around as well. Tampa Bay, as as I, I've talked about on this show for the last few years, give manager Kevin Cash credit. That's a fundamentally sound team. That Their offense is not built on power. It's built on speed uh, and stolen bases, and they can create runs whenever uh, they have their runners on a base pass. So it's definitely going to come down to the bases, but for me, pitching and defense – and whoever uh, uh, lasts the longest is going to win this series. I have the Tampa Bay Guardians winning this series. See, for me, like I said, it's going to be about pitching, but yeah, you got to score, and that's what's happening. There's no score right now, so you know that's a you know that that's sort of like a testament to what I've been saying about this particular series. Again, it's going to be one of those things where, okay, which of the starting pitching can kind of get it going, and you know who has you know who gets caught at, you know at with their pants down not literally but you know just you know <laughs> saying that you know they give them a lot of runs you know the offense can catch their pitches like in a bad you know way and such so because with the playoffs especially with this you know best of three wild card series it could definitely sort of you know go either way here so i know McClanahan has you know pitches butt off right now i know bieber got out of a, got out of a jam a couple of jams there for the guardians so it's really gonna see if it was gonna it's gonna be interesting to see like which one steps up here so we'll see who finally breaks through now um, yeah, I'm going to pick the race just to think they're a better team, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Guardians pull it out. No, I wouldn't be surprised either. Of course, obviously, as a Sox fan, am I cheering for them? No. But am I rooting against them? No. So uh, there, there goes that for just in case some of you folks are wondering where I stand as far as who I'm cheering for in these playoffs. But uh, regardless of that, these are two evenly matched teams. Like you said, they, they're similar to one another. I think Cleveland does have a little bit more power in terms of names in that lineup, but we we see every year Lakina runs come in the premium, but it's always pitching and defense that that wins games in the postseason. 
It'll be interesting to see what happens there. That should be a fun series. Now, the second series that'll start about an hour from now, a little under an hour from now, you got the Phillies and the Cardinals. The Phillies are back in the uh, the playoffs for their first time since 2011. So it's been a while for them, of course, uh, that they are the Cardinals. We know what they can do. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, for me, I think this particular series and on the National League side, you know, these two teams can be very streaky. Now, we know Pool Host, mm-hmm. you know, congrats to him. He's got over 700 home runs now. I know he's going to want to, him and Ray and all the other uh, older guys in there wants to kind of have this one last dance, if you will. But uh, I, I think for me, like, you know, Schwarber, if you know, Kyle Schwarber, if, we can get, if they can get him to kind of get going and get on the board and such, that'll be kind of interesting. And, you know, for me, I think that, that the pitching is going to be, you know, Zach Wheeler, Jose Quintana, remember that name, White Sox fans. Uh, he's now with the Cardinals. Uh, that's going to be game one of that series. That's, that's going to start in about an hour from now. Of course, Aaron Nola and Miles Mikolas will be, you know, game two tomorrow. Now, to me, I think that's going to be the, really going to be about the pitching. If one, if the Phillies pitching is really get a good start against that Cardinals and that lineup, I think the Phillies can definitely get a shot. I think the, the Cardinals will win it two out of three, but I still think, though, if the Phillies could somehow kind of get things going, if Schwarber, and Harper, if they can kind of like, you know, get, you know, kind of take it off their, you know, take this team on their backs to kind of get it going on the offensive side, that should definitely help their pitching. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Bryce Harper, Lakinan, because he was, he's one of my main points about the Phillies if they're going to steal this series in St. Louis. Bryce Harper, remember, he missed uh, half of the year due to various injuries. Right now, he's quote unquote fresh compared to the rest of his teammates who've been battling all year. I want to see how Bryce Harper uh, approaches this playoff series. This is his first playoff series in a few years his first overall in the Phillies uniform so I want to see how he approaches this playoff series what his approach is going to be at the plate number two that Phillies bullpen remember Lakin I was not in love with them last year and that's the reason why they lost the division to the now defending champion Atlanta Braves I'm going to see what that bullpen does for the Phillies it's been one of their strong points all year and we'll, we'll see what happens against a better team in the St. Louis St. Louis Cardinals now on the flip side for the Cardinals you you talk about Albert Pujols and being his last stance, and that's going to be a motivating factor. But I want to see what Nolan Arenado does. I want to see what Paul Goldschmidt does. And I want to see what their bullpen does as well. So I, I think it's going to come down to uh, the bullpens for both teams. Well, yeah, it really is. Like I said, I think it could be one of those things where, like I said, I think, if he, again, same thing. If someone could catch you at a, at a bad point, you have a bad start, or if someone gets high at the right time. And that's how usually how the playoffs are, especially at this time of year. So, this will be an interesting series now. I'm torn between this series, uh, Sid, you know, back to the AL wild card. Uh, <laughs> Seattle and Toronto, uh, they split their series, I believe, so their season series. So, yeah, this, this, Jesus, this is good. This is going to be a tough one for me. Like, I, I, uh, yeah, you're Mariners. <laughs> I know, and I like the, the Blue Jays, too. So, it's yeah, gonna, yeah it, this is going to be another – this is going to be a tough series for me to have to pick, but, you know, for a pitching – a picking uh, standpoint, but – uh. Oh Lord! Uh, well, you know, a shout out to uh, uh, their uh, uh, the Mariners' primary catch, Luis Torrens. You know, he was a winning pitcher for the Mariners uh, a couple of nights ago. Um, you know, that that's good. That that's a cool story there behind that one. Uh, and uh, Luis Castillo against Alex Manoa for Game One. That's going to come up at three oh seven on ESPN. <sighs> to me, I think it's really going to come down to like the the hitting, and I think. It's really good, sort of like we know how deep you know, the Blue Jays are. These are both teams that are coming back, you know, from long uh, droughts in the playoffs. So it's really going to depend on who can kind of you know control the nerves and such. We know how good the the, the Blue Jays can be when it comes to hitting and, and such. You know, the Mariners. You know, it's sort of one of those things where they're kind of hot and cold at times. We we all love 
know and love Julio Rodriguez and, and mm -hmm. such. So it's really going to come down, like I said, who can control the nerves, who can kind of you know get things going on the hitting side, and who's pitching can step up. Also, too, Lakina, Toronto, let's start with Toronto first. They're one of four MLB teams that have five players or more with 20 or more home runs uh, mm -hmm. for the season. And, and you brought you bring up a great point as far as the offense. We, we talked about it all year. We talked about it last year, too. Remember, both these teams were in the playoff race until the, yep. uh, the last weekend of the season last year. So if you really look deep into it, it should be no surprise that both teams are actually in the playoffs this year. But that's besides the point. This year, with Toronto, they can uh, blast it out with 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 the rest of them with Vlad Guerrero Jr., uh, Dante Bichette's son, Bo Bichette. You have Kavan Biggio, he plays as well. He can uh, knock it out of the yard. But the the starting pitcher for Toronto is what I'm going to be focusing on because we talked about Lakeen besides Jose Barrios. Who else is going to step up in that uh, in that starting rotation? I don't know if he's going to start this series, but Alex Manoa, uh, he's been very, very good for them this year. And We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with this rotation. On the flip side for Seattle, they have the perfect formula. Like you said, Julio Rodriguez is the big bat, their leadoff guy, but they have the, the perfect starting rotation. They have the bullpen to carry you through a playoff series. For me, if, if you're Toronto, you got to keep Julio Rodriguez off base. And then for Toronto, uh, you got to uh, score some runs, especially early, because you definitely do not want to get in that Seattle bullpen late. No, you can't. And, you know, the, the, the bullpen for the Mariners actually were one of the best at baseball for a reason. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think that because they're pitching, I'm taking the Mariners two out of three. I mean, but I could see the Blue Jays winning if they can you know, get their offense going. So I know uh, Alice Noah will start game one against uh, Castillo. So that's going to be sort of like the thing here. If he can get that win for them mm -hmm. today, that's that could help the Blue Jays a little bit, you know, for game mm -hmm. two tomorrow. But at the same time, though, if if the Mariners get to get it going with their hitting, who knows? This could be interesting. And plus, remember that that whole thing with the uh, with the vaccine, vaccine issues and stuff like that that that's gone now. So the mm -hmm. you know, Seattle's gonna have their full roster of guys. So that's another. That's definitely gonna be equalizer for them. So we'll see what happens. This should be a fun series. I hope it goes. Yeah, three. I got see. I got Toronto in three. I got Toronto three. I think that home field uh, up there in the formerly known as Sky Dome. I'm not calling it that corporate name, but I think that home field advantage of Sky Dome is going to help the Blue Jays. But this is going uh, the full three game series. I hope so. I mean, that be it should be a fun one here. Last one on uh, the wild card. You got San Diego and the Mets, of course. Uh, the Mets, you know, snuck, they got snuck by the uh, the Braves, and then unfortunately now they're going to be playing in the wild card round. So uh, that's what you get for being swept by the Cubs early in September. <laughs> Yeah, that naughty, naughty, and naughty. loser to the praise. <laughs> naughty, naughty, naughty. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's gonna be interesting there. So, what do you, what do you think about this series? This should, this should be an interesting one because, of course, you know, San Diego has to travel cross country. We'll see what the mindset is. It'll be you, Darvish versus Max, Max Scherver tonight. Where do you see this series? It's gonna come down to starting pitching for the New York Mets. Shout out to our guy, Money Earning Mount Vernon Taylor. It's the Rogers Center. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going back to the Mets, it's going to come down to that starting pitching. If both Jago, DeGrom, and Max Scherzer stay healthy, the Mets can go a long way. For San Diego, they do have some good starting pitching with you, Darvish, and Blake Snell. But their problem, especially during the second half of the year, has been at offense. And mm -hmm. travel is going to be an issue as well, Lakina, from them traveling from the West Coast to the East Coast. And they had to stay there for at least two days, perhaps the whole three if the series goes to four. Uh, three-game distance, uh, that's going to uh, play up a part as well. You have a better manager in Bob Melvin they, who could help navigate them through this, but uh, I just see the Mets 
uh, uh, coming out on top. I think this is going to go the go the full distance. I want to see Pete Alonso step up. Mm -hmm. I want to see Francisco Lindor step up. I want to see um, Brandon Nimmo step up as well. So all those big time plays that begin that were getting it done throughout the year with their bats. This is this is why you uh, play those games in the regular season to get to this point right now. So I expect the Mets to have enough offense to to beat San Diego. Yeah, I think that's going to be sort of like the thing for me. Like I said, travel could be an issue because of the fact that, like I said, they had to travel cost cross country. They're going to be probably going to be there for two, maybe three days. So, again, I mean, I think the pitching, I think the, the Mets have better pitching than the Padres. So, I think that's definitely going to help them in this series at City Field. I know that place is going to be rocking. Yeah, I'm, you know, we'll see where the Mets' mindset is because they've been leading, they've been leading, they've been leading the NL East like through like for almost what, like six months, like a, three mm -hmm. weeks, like two and a half, three weeks. Of course, get swept by the Cubs and you know, you get swept by the Braves. And now you're going to be, now you're playing in the wild card round where you could be, you know, chilling for the next uh, few days. So then that's so, but you know, like I said, it's going to be, but you know, depending on that, I know Bob Melvin, of course, we all know he's got a lot of experience doing this. So that could help him a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the Padres, but. I got the Mets in like two, but again, it wouldn't surprise me if it goes three somehow. I I, I know I just think it's gonna go three. I just I just don't know why I feel that I feel that way, but I do. Yeah, like I said, I have the Mets in three as well. I think San Diego can squeak out a game, but I, I won't be surprised if the Mets should do what they're supposed to do and sweep them uh, two games to none. All right, and that is their uh, wild card preview with the MLB. You can check out the games on ESPN, ABC, and ESPN two. Yes, and a scoring update before we break for the bomb of the hour, a uh, bomb of the six in progressive field, uh, formerly known as Jacobs Field in Cleveland. Mm. Uh, these, uh, the uh, Cleveland Guardians are trailing one nothing to Tampa Bay. Siri hit a, a opposite field home run for the Tampa Bay Rays. So once again, one nothing Tampa uh, bottom six in Cleveland in game one of that best of three wild card series. Oh yeah, I just saw that. Uh, yeah, that 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 went pretty far. Jose Sirio, he hit that ball pretty mm -hmm. far. We know he can go deep. You know when when it's warranted. So that should be should be an interesting series. And uh, <laughs> oh look, there's uh, and more depressed. The White Sox Sox themselves this season. Look, we'll, we'll get to all look, we'll get to all that when our girl Christy Christy Manica from KXR rejoins. So I'm sure she's gonna have a lot to say about that. <laughs> yes, she does, Lakina. We have to uh, we we have to cool off first, but we we just getting started. So I'm I'm sensing I'm sensing a, a a little a little rising tension, but it's a good tension. You know why? Because college football is here. Week six, looking at week six of the of your yep. college pigskin. Uh, looking at the, I was looking at the schedule this morning. We have some interesting games and. A uh, couple of our local teams better turn it around or it's going to get real ugly real fast. We'll have that and a whole lot more as you're listening to the Hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. We're live and in living color. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. My lane? No, not at all. Are you not paying attention? Are you texting? I was just checking in with my mom. I was telling her that I thought we'd be home by six. It's okay. There's enough time. Just pay attention. I'm not even halfway through my text. There's no way. I'm not even going to look up. My babies are in the car. You have to pay attention. It's just supposed to be a quick text. I'm so sorry. 
Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of DODEA. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference. Welcome back to a hashtag football Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in living, in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, it's SidKid80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. And don't forget, you can also catch Sports Zone Chicago now on Roku TV. And we have less than 90 minutes left, left of this extravaganza called the Sports Talk Real Show. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, week six of college football is here. Let's preview some of the big games. There's a couple of big games starting tonight. At, tonight at 6 o'clock, Chicago time on FS1. We'll have 2-3 and three Nebraska. They're coming off an upset win against Indiana at home last Saturday night. They'll travel to New Jersey to take on Rutgers. They are Rutgers are three and two, but zero and two in the Big Ten. Yeah, it's gonna be very interesting to see you know, how both these teams. You know, they're kind of like you know Rutgers zero and two in the Big Ten right now. So I think that'll you know they're starting to kind of come back to earth a little bit after starting three and zero. So it's gonna be interesting to see which Nebraska team we get to where we see. Will we see that team against Indiana where they were kind of like you know sort of in your face and sort of like you know punching them out? They got. Indiana right away and you know, they didn't let them they didn't let them up and but you know we're gonna get that team where they were just listless and they slept walk mm-hmm. so it's gonna be interesting to see what this this game is it, was, it should be a good one on FS1 at 6 tonight at 6 30 p.m on ESPN2 one of the surprise teams in college football this year there's no one's talking about no this is not basketball season but the Memphis Tigers check in at 4-1 they'll host the Houston Cougars they're 
two and three, both of them out of the American Co the American Conference. Watch out for Memphis quarterback Seth Hannigan. He has nine touchdown passes on the year, over 1,200 yards passing. Memphis has a nice little balance uh, offensive attack. You know, they're, they're they're four and one right now. No one really thought that they would. They're kind of like the reverse. Everyone thought that, mm -hmm. you know, maybe Houston would be like four and oh or five and oh or whatever, four and one. But they're, they've been struggling lately. So they lost their last game. And uh, Memphis actually looked really good. I mean, granted, it hasn't been like the best competition. I think their one loss was against Mississippi State. You know, mm -hmm. they won four in a row, but uh, yeah, it should be interesting to see who's really for real. And uh, Houston needs this game game because you know they're kind of starting to sort of you know fall off the track a little bit. And Dana Hogerson, a lot of people are asking for his job, so that should be an interesting one air on ESPN two tonight. Uh, not of importance unless you're Jonathan Hood or Lakina. <laughs> 9.30 p.m. on FS1 or in four Colorado State. They'll travel to Nevada to take on the Wolfpack. Nevada is two and three. Colorado State's own four. And then, of course, at the same time on CBS Sports Network tonight, you have four and one UNLV. The running Rebels will take on the San, San, San Jose State. They're three and one, both of them out of the um, Mountain West Conference. Yeah, I mean, I might, you know, peek them a little bit. I probably won't sit to watch either one of these games. <laughs> Well, let's go to the big ones here to tomorrow. Uh, you know, the big news Saturday game, we got Michigan and Indiana. Not saying Michigan should be on upset alert, but Indiana's been struggling with injuries and such. So mm -hmm. I, I know that uh, Coach Harbaugh is going to make sure his guys are ready and they're focused. You know, they've been you know doing very well so far. And I would say, look, give the guy to give the ball to Blake Corm. That's all I'm going to say. And let him, you know, because they're not very good against the run. I'm talking about Indiana. So let him go to town. Let him, you know, get some more career numbers. <laughs> Yeah, Indiana, as I mentioned, they're coming off a big loss at Nebraska last Saturday night. They're 3-2 and two on the season, 1-1 one one in the Big Ten. Uh, look out for that quarterback, uh, Connor Blazek. He has eight touchdown passes on the season. He needs to have a big game if Indiana has any chance to pull off an upset. And also to their star wide receiver, Mr. Cam Camper. Camper, he has only one touchdown reception throughout uh, uh, so far in the season, but he needs to have a big game as well. For Indiana, stay disciplined, no major penalties and they got to control the clock by running the football and let's see if they can create some turnovers as well well they've been having trouble with that this year so we'll see if they mm -hmm. can do that uh the one the big michigan's game... favorite by 22 and a half mm. i might take the slightly under but uh yeah like i said indiana is not very good like i said with the injuries and such so like i said mm -hmm. michigan i'm sure just just keep your eyes on the prize uh number eight tennessee and number 25 lsu this should be a fun one down there in death valley uh, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting, uh, thing here, um, because, you know, Tennessee, uh, 4-0 and Hinton Hooker, you guys know about their quarterback for Tennessee, you know, want to, you know, he can you know, throw it, he can, he can, he can run it. And look, we all know, you know, this is going to be kind of an interesting matchup here, you know, between these two rivals, Jalen Daniels, of course, the, uh, remember him from Arizona state. So, you know, people remember that name down there in uh 10 P and this could be very interesting. It's going to be interesting what, what the, you know, we know both teams can run it. They can, you know, throw it. But it's really going to be the defense. And I think Tennessee's defense, you know, they've allowed 19 points. You know, LSU, they've only allowed 14 points. Talk about their defense. So this is going to be one of those things where which one bites. Yeah, Tennessee is a surprising two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Tiger Stadium. And I was going to bring up that point. LSU, we saw what they did last week uh, at Auburn. They dominated Auburn, especially in that second half. Like I say, it was defense that closed that game out. You mentioned Jaden Daniels. They start running back to Antama for LSU. He's going to have to have a big game and not turn the ball over. He needs to have at least over 150 yards, in my opinion, to even give LSU a chance for Tennessee. 
Let, let's see if Hooker, like you say, can he have a big game? This is really their first big test on the road. Mm-hmm. And I want to see if LSU can force uh, Mr. Hooker to um, throw him a couple of interceptions. If they can, they should be able to win this ball game. Pressures of both teams. Who's more? Who has more pressure? I'm going to surprise you guys. This uh, is mostly Tennessee. Well, yeah, I think because no one really thought that Tennessee would be in the top 10 right now. I think people thought, mm-hmm. okay, they would probably be serviceable. They'd probably be right there, you know, maybe three and two or something like that. I don't think anybody thought they'd be undefeated. So the fact that they're you know, undefeated now, they're sort of the favorite, which is a little bit surprising. They're at Death Valley. That LSU defense is actually pretty good. So we'll see what happens. Should be a fun one down there. And ESPN got a great one there. Um, TCU in Kansas. No, it's not basketball season, folks. And we all, t- t- TCU coming off that big – Dominating win against Oklahoma. They face Kansas, an undefeated Kansas team, mind you. You know, like I said, it's not basketball season yet, folks. Game days there. They're in Lawrence for the first time for the football season. I got to keep re- uh, reiterating that. <laughs> uh, you know, Kansas, they're 5 and 0. Both these teams are undefeated. You know, TCU is 4 0. Kansas is 5 0. This will be on FS1 at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Where do you see this game? This is, is going to be a very interesting game, I, I feel like. Remember, like I said, game days there too. So, Going to be a lot of eyes here down there in Lawrence. Yeah, who's going to put up the most points, Lakina, and who's able to control the clock? I think that's what's going to come uh, down to for TCU. They've been there before, but I think this is a bigger spotlight for Kansas. For Kansas, you had to play disciplined football. Yeah, I think you had to play control, ball control, c- clock football. If Kansas can do that, uh, they'll come out with the win. But TCU, they can put up a lot of the points, as we well know. So uh, it's going to be uh, – a contrast of style, so I, this is going to come down to. I think there's. I have TCU very... in this game. TCU is favored by six and a half. Six and ooh, six and a half. That might be a little bit high. I know Sunny Dice. This is it. This is his first rodeo building uh, programs. You know, he did it a lot. Louisiana Tech. He did it at you know. He did it at California. Then SOU got kind of gone back into sort of relevancy, and now now in the TCU. So this is his first rodeo. So, but it's going to be very interesting to see mm-hmm. how. The, the Kansas uh, players respond. You know, Jalen Daniels is probably like one of the top passers in the country. It's going to be very interesting, mm-hmm. though, how the spotlight is. You know, they got, they got game day there, like again, again for football. And it's going to be <laughs> very, this is a new, you know, David Booth Stadium. I you know that they're sold out for, I think, for like the second straight year, second straight a week. So this is going to be very interesting. So this should be a fun one over there in Lawrence. Again, this will be at 11 o'clock on FS1. Uh, Arkansas coming off that uh, that uh, tough loss to Alabama. They play Mississippi State. That's a SEC Network game at also at 11 a.m. Yeah, Mississippi State is the Bulgo Dogs are favored by nine. Okay, uh, that should be a fun one. Uh, the Fighting Mike Bermans, as we call them, the Missouri Tigers, <laughs> hoping <laughs> to bounce back from that uh, disappointing loss uh, mm-hmm. to Georgia as they as they uh, play Florida. That's at 11 a.m. on ESPNU. Yep, and also at the same time on ABC Florida, by the way, for that last game, they favored by 11 points at home at the Swamp. Also at the same time tomorrow on ABC, uh, Texas and Oklahoma, one of the last times they get to face each other as members of the Big 12. They'll be moving to the SEC in a couple of years. Texas is favored by eight and a half on the road. Uh, this is a contrast between between two uh, teams going in opposite directions. Lakina, what happened to Oklahoma? They started out 3-0. Now they lost their last two games, Texas. Uh, they've been kind of up and down, especially after they lost to Alabama a few weeks ago. Uh, I, I don't know if I can trust either of the, these two teams right now, Lakina. I won't be surprised if Texas wins this game, but it's still going to be a tough environment, even though yeah, it, it's it's playing in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas. But uh, I, I just don't trust Oklahoma right now. 
This is the it's really red... choosing between the uh, the best of two evils if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, this is the Red River rivalry, probably one of the last times they'll be playing each other in this mm -hmm. game. So it's going to be very interesting to see how both these teams respond. I mean, Texas, you mm -hmm. know, they had a, you know, they won their last game, but of course they lost to Texas Tech a couple of weeks prior. And of course, Oklahoma's been kind of been, they've been sort of flat the last <laughs> couple of weeks. So I, I don't know what to think, but uh, yeah, it's always interesting when these two teams play in Dallas. So uh, this should be, this should be a fun one nonetheless. I think, I think OU's the favorite. I don't know how, but I, I guess. But I yeah, Texas is the favorite. Oh, Texas is the favorite? Oh, yeah, eight and a half favorite. point favorite. Ooh, that might be okay. I guess on a neutral no site. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they have no faith in the uh, OU defense, but so we'll see how this goes there. Mm -hmm. uh, Purdue at Maryland. Uh, that's 11 a.m. on BTN. Purdue, hope you know, you know, hope not to have a letdown. You know, after beating Minnesota, so that should be a fun one. Louisville and Virginia. That's 11 a.m. on the SEC Network. Uh, Georgia. You know, hopefully they got that deal. You know, stink. You know, after almost losing to Mizzou, they face a pretty. Solid Auburn team. They've been kind of been sort of the crossroads. Talk about Auburn. That's a, that's a CBS mm -hmm. 2.30 game. Uh, that's the never game of the week. Uh, SC game of the week, I should say, on CBS. So that should be mm -hmm. a fun one. Yeah, Georgia shouldn't have a problem with Auburn. It's at home at Sanford Stadium. They are favored by 29 and a half points. At the same time on FS1, 3 and 2, Texas Tech, the Red Raiders will travel to Boone Pickens Stadium to face the number seven ranked team in the country, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. The Cowboys are 4 and 0. Oh. Uh, on the season, one and zero in the Big Ten. I expect some sc high scoring to be displayed on that field. Yeah, and I, I trust oh, okay, okay, State defense a little bit better than I do uh, Texas Tech's uh, mm -hmm. defense. So I think they might be able to um, detain that offense of a Tech. So that should be a fun one. Spencer Sanders, you know, has a uh, eleven touchdowns in the season. They're running his, uh, they're running back. <laughs> Uh, Dominic Richardson has been run the ball mm -hmm. very well as well. He's one of the top rushers in the country in FBS, I should say, at the very least. So, but like I said, it's really their defense. So I, I think this could be a, kind of like a defense if they can kind of both of them will give up uh, plays. This, this could be a basketball score before it's all said and done. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it usually is with the Big Twelve. So, but yeah, Oklahoma State is favored by nine and a half points at two thirty p.m. on Fox tomorrow. We have number eleven Utah traveling to Los Angeles. To Pasadena in the Rose Bowl, they'll face number 18, the UCLA Bruins. Utah's 4-1, 2-0 in the Pac-12. UCLA checks in with a 5-0 record, 2-0, also 2-0 in the Pac-12. How many people are they only get in the Rose Bowl tomorrow, Lakina? It's supposed to be a sunny 75 degrees. <laughs> but, yeah, and they're 5-0 UCLA. Is, I don't think anybody really saw that coming, but... Yo, but uh, you know, Cameron Rising, like I said, probably one of them, probably a tough running, run, uh, tough quarterbacks, I should say. But then again, you know, Dorian Thompson Robinson is, is pretty good too. So it should be mm -hmm. nice little quarterback styles there. And uh, one of their uh, top running backs, like I said, one of the top running backs in the country that, you know, Zach Charbonnet, who probably a lot of people will, you know, vote you out, out here on the East Coast, on this side of the coast, probably don't know who he is. But yeah, like I said, he's one of the top running backs in FBS. So, that could be sort of like the key here. We know uh, Utah's defense is actually pretty you know, good, but so is UCLA. So it should be an interesting one here at uh, at the Rose Bowl. So it should be a fun one on Fox. Uh, yeah, Wisconsin, Utah's favorite by three and a half. Three and a half. Okay, I might have, I might take the under on that one. This could come down to a field goal, so we'll see what happens there. Mm. Uh, Wisconsin and uh, Northwestern both uh, hoping to bounce back from some tough losses. And like I said, Wisconsin's look Wisconsin's looking for a new head coach. Uh, 2.30 on the Big Ten Network. That should be an interesting one there over in Evanston. Yeah, Wisconsin's favored by 10 and a half. I think they'll be motivated by their head coach being let go. No one's giving them the chance. Northwestern historically has done well against Wisconsin at home. 
uh, check out that game from a couple years ago with Northwest and Upset mm-hmm. Wisconsin on their way to the Big uh, Big Ten title game. I know those years are long, go- memories are long gone now, mm-hmm. but Northwestern, they've been in the games because of their defense all year, Lakina. But what we've been talking about playing disciplined football in those turnovers, turnovers has killed this team this year. They're surprisingly, they're uh, one and one in the Big Ten. Wisconsin's 0 and 2 in the Big Ten, but for Northwestern, it's going to come down to running the football. And, and not turn the football over. And can the Wildcats please get some quarterback play out of Ryan Helinski? Mm. Should be interesting one there. Hope both teams hope to mm-hmm. redeem themselves. Uh, Toledo and Northern Illinois. That's going to be on ESPN Plus at two thirty. Uh, Ohio State and Michigan State. That's uh, that's going to be at three o'clock on ABC. This will be the first like true road test you know thus far for Ohio State. Uh, Michigan State, um, you know, they, they, they've had some injuries. They haven't looked good so far this year. So I'm not saying, look, I mean, we know that Michigan State can pull, can pull off the upset at Spartan Stadium. They've done it before against Ohio State. You know, mm-hmm. CJ Stroud had, you know, has 18 touchdown passes so far. <sighs> okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's, what's the, what's the spread there, Sid, but, uh, uh, Ohio State is favored by 27 points, even in the over and under total is 65. Okay, Meon Williams might get that by himself. Uh, he has almost 500 uh, rushing yards. Like I say, he's right there in like, that top tier. So, uh, yeah, this, this could be a long day for Spartans fans tomorrow. I'm, I'm just yeah. you guys right now. <laughs> <laughs> also, two, at 3 o'clock on the SEC Network, we have number nine Ole Miss at 5 and 0. Daryl. Travel to Nashville to take on Vanderbilt. They are th- Vanderbilt checks in at three and two on the season on one SEC play. Um, yeah, I'm sure you know, first bank stadium in Nashville will probably be rocking, but uh, I don't think Lane Kiff will have his guys ready for this game. I think they want to show people that they are for real as they still got a couple of tests coming up, so hopefully they will look past Mandy. Number 21, Washington against Arizona State. Washington, Washington hoping to bounce back. From uh, last week's loss, uh, that's at uh, four. They're four and one. They're one and one. That's mm-hmm. going to be on the Pac-12 Network at three o'clock. Yep, and also at the same time on ESPN three at three o'clock. Duke, the Blue Devils. Yes, it's not basketball season. They check in at four and one. They'll travel to uh, Bobby Dodd Stadium down there in Hot Atlanta to take on the Georgia Tech. Um, the, Yellow uh, the Yellow Jackets. Uh, they're two and three on the year one and one ACC play. And at the same time on ESPN two, uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels four and one. They'll travel to Hard Stadium to face the Miami Hurricanes. Miami is two and two on the year. This is their first game in ACC play. Miami's favored by three and a half. Yeah, Miami's had a day off to sort of try to get over the loss to Middle Tennessee. So hopefully mm-hmm. they'll be back when they come back. You know, they'll be making some adjustment there. So. Happens now going into the night cap Western Kentucky against uh UTSA. That's gonna be on ES that's on ESPN plus beep beep the road runners against the Hilltoppers. <laughs> Both one and one and one one and oh, I should say in a conference play. Uh if my thing could come up here. Uh let's see. Uh okay, Air Force and Utah State. That should be a fun one on FS1. You know, getting a little love in the Mountain West. Four and one for Air Force, one and one, and mm-hmm. um, you know, one and four you know, for the Aggies of Utah State. But they could give their team some fits. So we'll see how this game goes with uh, with the Falcons against the Aggies. 
At 6.30 p.m. tomorrow on ABC, their primetime game of the week, number five, Clemson. The Tigers will travel to uh, Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts to face the Boston College Eagles. Boston College is one and two in the ACC, and they are two and three overall. And Clemson is favored by 20 and a half. Yeah, I mean, I know that uh, if this was last year, I think, you know, they probably would have a shot. Boston College, I mean, but right. Cecile, they've got, you know, the basic, yeah, they've had some injuries, some big injuries, too. I think in their old line, I'm talking about the Eagles. And, mm. you know, it looks like they're starting to kind of get get their groove going. You know, I'm talking about Clemson, so this could help them a little bit. I don't know. I'm hoping to avoid that letdown, I guess, to be able with that big win against NC State last week. So, this should be uh, this should be interesting one over at Chestnut Hill. But, yeah, I don't think, you know, Clemson, ha- Clemson shouldn't have any issues. Yeah, at 6.30 p.m. tomorrow on Fox, their primetime game of the night, the number six seed, uh, number six team in the country, I should say, the USC Trojans, Lincoln Rallying Crew. They are 5-0, 3-0 in the Pac-12. They'll host 4-1 Washington State Cougars. Wazoo! Yeah, this should be an interesting one. Like I said, Wazoo's got a pretty solid defense, so this should, this should mm-hmm. be an interesting one there. And SC's got a pretty good defense as well, so like I said, it could mm-hmm. be a lot of scoring. You know, if Caleb Williams can kind of avoid the mistakes, I know that uh, Travis Dye is sort of one of those guys that can run the ball. But they've got some. Look, you know, Wazoo's got some pretty good talent. We've seen it. We always saw you know, look at that mm-hmm. game against Wisconsin a couple of weeks ago. Cam yeah. Ward could throw the ball you know, pretty well himself, and uh, this should be a fun one. I'm not, I'm not saying uh, uh, USC, you know, will be upset, but I think Wazoo will definitely keep them on their toes. USC is favored by 13 points. At 6.30 p.m. on the SEC Network, num- uh, we have South Carolina, the Gamecocks, checking in at 3-2. So they'll travel to Kroger Field to take on number 13, the Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky is 4-1 overall, 1-1 in SEC. Kentucky is favored by 6. Hoping to avoid that, uh, get that taste against, uh, that loss against Ole Miss out of their mouths. Uh, this should be a fun one down there in Lexington. I mean, we know Shane Bieber. We know that he can make you know, great videos with his team, but let, let's see if they can kind of, <laughs> you know, try to get things going here for uh, their, their team. You know, they've had some tough losses this year. So should be interesting one down there in Lexington. Yes, at 6.30 p.m. on ESPNU, number 20, Kansas State, will travel to Jack Trice Stadium down in Iowa to face the Iowa State Cyclones. Iowa State is 3-2 and two on the year, 0-2 in Big 12. Kansas State is 2-0 in the Big 12, 4-1 overall. Kansas State is favored by a point and a half. Four and a half. Okay, that's interesting because like I said, a Iowa point and State half. could – Okay, yeah, Iowa State, you know, they could you know, run the defense. This will be probably the best mm-hmm. defense they face this year. I'm talking about K-State, so, mm-hmm. you know, that'll be – like I said, this matchup will be interesting because, I, I, like I said, I think, you know, that that defense for uh, the Cyclones, I mean, they, they can kind of you know, give people fits. So they've only given up four, over 14 points, so – they, Adrian Adrian Martinez for K State. You know that, that's you know they'll they'll keep him on his toes too. So that should be this should be a fun one over there in uh in Ames. But yeah, that should this should be an interesting matchup. K State should be on upset alert now. BYU and Notre Dame. This will be on. This will be the primetime game on NBC and also too will be streaming on the Peacock app. So. Oh, this should be a fun one. Of course, Notre Dame. You know they had it the, the, the week off mm-hmm. to kind of prep for this game. Sort of, you know, BYU is kind of one of those teams where they're sort of like if you don't, like I say, if you don't stay up late to watch, you know, the West Coast uh, games, you don't know too much about them. So this would be an interesting mm-hmm. game, but uh, we'll see how uh, Margaret Freeman has his guys prepared. Yeah, Notre Dame is favored by three and a half points. The over on the total is fifty-one, and this game will be on a quote-unquote neutral site, even though it's in BYU territory. It's an Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, the home of the Raiders. So mm-hmm. I know Notre, like you said, Notre Dame is starting to pick it up here a little bit. 
I, I think it's going to be a close one, but I think Notre Dame is just going to uh, find a way just to squeak out a victory, but it, it's going to be tough throughout. Yeah, I feel yeah, I feel like uh, BYU is sort of one of those uh, teams that could definitely kind of like be right there and sort of you know in that sort of like in that realm there. But uh, like I said, I mean there are there are I, I again you know like I said I'm not a big fan of the program. You guys know this; it's been well documented. Uh, but you know, but look, they they've gotten they've gotten better lately. Of course, they got some lucky breaks, you know, and those some of those uh, wins. But you know, but like I said, BYU is sort of like one of those teams mm-hmm. where the program there. It's going to be interesting because I know I'm, I'm sure the uh, it's going to be split like at least close to 50 50. Like you said, they're they're in uh, BYU territory, but uh, yeah, but yeah, it's this is this could be an interesting game, and I, and I feel like this could could be one of those games where we're going to see probably like can BYU kind of kind of hang in there. Of course, if you guys have not seen their QB, Jelani J- Jaron Hall, I should say, he's kind of like one of those guys where some people already say that you know he's already has like he's Pass for over 1,400 yards and 12 touchdowns. And I think he's got a couple of rushing touchdowns as well. So we'll see how the defense, the North Dame's defense, can you know, try to contain him. Yep. At 6.30 p.m. on the Big Ten Network, number uh, – no, these teams are not right. But the Iowa Hawkeyes, they had a big loss uh, last week at home against Michigan. They are 3-2 and two on the year. They'll travel to Memorial Stadium in Champaign to face the fighting Brett Bielmas in the Illinois final line. They check in at 4-1. Overall, they're one and one in the Big Ten. This is going to be a big game for both teams. I think the pressure is going to be on Illinois because this is a spot that not many of us expected them to be in this year. Uh, Tommy DeVito, the quarterback for the Fighting Lion, he's going to have to have another big game. He has nine touchdown passes so far this year, but uh, they're going to pull the upset over Iowa. Chase Brown's got to run the ball uh, hard for the Fighting Lion. The Atlanta are three and a half point favorites, but it's not going to be easy. It's definitely not going to be a slam dunk. Yeah, Iowa is sort of like, I think they're going to be kicking themselves after that they felt like they had some chances to win against Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and also to like Illinois, like you said, I mean, they, they beat Wisconsin in Wisconsin for the first time in like almost 20 years. So mm-hmm. long even before Brett Bielema got there, that's how long it's been since uh, Illinois beat Wisconsin at Camp Randall. So yeah. Illinois, we'll see how their mindset is. We'll see how I was. It's going to be about mindset at this point. So this should be a fun one down there in the Big Ten Network. So should be a good one over there down there in uh, Champaign. Uh, Texas A&M and Alabama, that's at 7 o'clock on CBS, their primetime mm-hmm. uh, game over in Tuscaloosa. Petty, petty, right. petty between the two head coaches this offseason. season. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's going to be interesting because you remember last year uh, the Aggies upset Alabama. So, and I know mm-hmm. that uh, I know uh, A&O is going to be kicking themselves too after losing uh, to Mississippi State. So that this is good. People are not going to be in a very good mood here. Uh, Bryce knows a game time decision with that shoulder injury. So this should be mm-hmm. interesting one here. Uh, I know Alabama's favored, so we're just to see how uh, A&M responds. And yeah, Max, te- I think Max. I think Max Joss is not going to play either, so that could be the definitely equalizer for them. Yeah, that's going to be tough because I was going to mention Texas A&M has a dumb much since they beat Miami at home a few weeks ago. You mentioned Alabama with their injuries. Uh, I know they ranked number one overall at five and zero, but uh, I think Alabama will have enough to beat Texas A&M. But Texas A&M, they got to be aggressive and aggressive early. If they could do that, they can uh, definitely be in this ball game. The over under total for this one is fifty one, and Alabama's favored by twenty four. Okay, yeah, that might be a bit much, but yeah, well, like I said, because uh, if you see Adam's offense, I can kind of see why they're favored by 24. I'm talking about Alabama, yeah. <laughs> but uh, number 12, Oregon against Arizona on the Pac 12 number mm-hmm. at eight o'clock. They shouldn't really have any trouble there. Uh, Fresno State and Boise State, uh, 845 on F- FS1. 
uh, Hawaii and San Diego State, uh, CBS Sports Network at 9.30. And the late, late match. So this should be a defensive struggle. Here you got Oregon State and Stanford, uh, the nightcap. All right, so there's your preview of week six in the world of college football. Stay tuned for more sports and more fun as Second City Sports Hashtag Football Friday edition continues. We'll preview the Vikings and the Bears. Uh, we'll get you set for kickoff for Sunday's contest from the great state of Minnesota. Our girl Christine, the Queen Mannequin, will check in from KXRB in Sioux Falls to give us give us her, her thoughts on the White Sox and Cubs in the Bulls preseason. And we'll give you our week five picks from the National Football League. All that and more straight ahead. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things, none of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Dr. J and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. 
Love that music coming out of the break there. Welcome back to hour number two <laughs> of the Hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CKID. Once again, at CKID, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. Got, got into the beat there for a second. You can go follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter <laughs> and at Keena Scooby on the, on the IG. Next thing you know, Lakina will be busting out the move, popping and locking. You popping your lock. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I don't know about all that. <laughs> I don't know about all that popping and locking, but yeah. Mm. <laughs> you can also, uh, we have less than uh, less than an hour left of this uh, fabulous program we call the Sports Talk Radio Show. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can always go to Sports Talk Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Talk Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get the up on the screen for you. And don't forget, Sports on Chicago, you can also ask now on Roku TV. Lakina, before uh, we get started with our with our Bears and Vikings preview, we'd like to give you an update. Top of the eighth inning in Progressive Field in Cleveland, formerly known as Jacobs Field, uh, in game one of that wild card series between the Rays and the Guardians. The Guardians lead uh, the Rays by the score of two to run. Jose Ramirez uh, came back with a two-run home run uh, there in the bottom of the sixth season to give Cleveland and their hometown fans the lead. Let's see if they can hold it. And getting ready to get started in a couple minutes, game one of the National League wildcard series between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Philadelphia Phillies. That's going to get underway in, from St. Louis in a couple of minutes. Lakina, let's get it started with our number two, with our Bears and Vikings preview. Of course, the Bears lost to the New York football Giants last week, 20-12 to 12 on the road, while the Minnesota Vikings took care of business by beating the New Orleans Saints 28-25 to 25 in London last week. Uh, checking in with the rankings coming into this week's matchup on offense, the Bears are ranked second from last in the National Football League, which is no surprise, while the Vikings are ranked number 19. In total defense, the Bears are ranked six. While the Vikings, as we told you this year, their defense will be in transition. They're ranked number 23. In passing, the Bears are ranked dead last. While Kirk Kirsten and crew are ranked number 14. In the rushing department, the Bears are ranked third in the league. And the Vikings are ranked a surprising 23rd overall. Lakina, in your mind, what are your keys for the Bears to pull off an upset this Sunday in Minneapolis? Well, I mean, apparently, I guess Eddie Jackson, I think I heard this from Coney, 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 who has history with both these teams. Uh, of course, you know, Eddie Jackson has at least one interception against Kirk Cousins, you know, since, you know, his whole time, you know, since uh, Cousins has been in in, in Minnesota. So mm-hmm. I, I guess that's probably it's a, a good thing, I guess, if you're Mr. Jackson. But, uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting though, for me. And I and I feel like it's going to be like running the ball. This is a rare uh, early season uh, matchup between these two teams, especially in Indianapolis. So for, for me, it's going to be very interesting because both are, like you said, I mean, the pass, you know, the defense for the Minnesota is not very good against the pass, but against the run, the Bears are near dead last. So I know mm-hmm. uh, Dalvin Cook's been struggling with that shoulder injury uh, a little bit, but, you know, I, I think for me, I think it's going to be very interesting. And I, and I feel like if you're uh, Kevin O'Connor and uh, the rest of the Vikings staff, look, it's, I'm sure uh, Cook will be able to play. I would say, you know, let give him the ball and don't, you know, don't let up because, you know, that's going to be the key here. Take advantage of that run defense, that lack of run defense, just say with the Bears. Now, yes. as far as the Bears with their passing, I mean, their passing attack, I mean, you got to trust Justin Fields. It seems like, you know, Getsy, I know you try to clean up a little bit, you know, with some of the, the some of the, the press conferences this week, but, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like they trust them. So I think for me, if you're going to uh, force, 
you know, feels to try to like, you know, have a breakout game and kind of run the ball. But I think that's sort of like the thing that you got to try and do here. Now, as far as Minnesota, like you said, I mean, Minnesota, the other side, I mean, yes, their defense hasn't, you know, been the best, like you said, but, you know, you mm-hmm. still got Harrison Smith, you know, who is not going to be in a very good mood after being kicked in the growing that last few minutes of that game and yeah. London against uh, the Saints. So I don't think he's going to be in a very good mood. Uh, you know, well, well Zadarius Smith, I know he loves playing the Bears, but, you know, he's a little banged up too. He's questionable. Um, so, yeah, Jordan Hicks is another one that can, you know, go against the run too. Daniel Hunter is still around. So, like you said, I think for me, this is sort of one of those games. I know I've seen, I've heard a lot of some Bears players say, "Well, we'll see how the how the the Vikings are because you know they're not they didn't get the, the week off, so hence this sort of this game here is is happening this Sunday." But you know, I, I think we'll do our picks in, in a little bit. But I, I feel like for me, I, I just don't trust this Bears offense. The defense is probably going to have to step up. You know, Eddie Jackson is going to have to do his usual whatever. You know, try to pick off Kirk, Kirk Cousins or force a fumble or whatever. We didn't hear Will Quan Smith's name too much last week, so pre- putting the pressure on uh, Cousins is probably going to be key there too. But uh, mm-hmm. I just don't see it happen. I know people want to do the time zone thing and such, but they've had a few days off to kind of like get going and get mm-hmm. get refreshed and stuff. So I don't think that should really shouldn't be an issue there. But uh, I don't know. I I feel like we're. I don't want to say this is going to be a blowout, but I don't know. It, 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 I don't know about you. What, what do you think, Sid? I think uh, with the Minnesota Vikings getting acclimated into the game, it, it, that will have an effect because they opted not to take the week off. So I think they'll have some sort of effect. But uh, the opponent that they're playing, the Bears, they should get over it just fine. On the flip side for the Bears, Lakina, their offense, as I, we said on our show on Monday, when Justin Fields, when they had those design rollouts against the Giants, he actually did well. And that's how Donner Mooney got off. He had four catches for 94 yards. Cole Komet, I expect them to have a, another big game. If they had those design bootlegs, that's when Justin Fields is at his best. Yes, he has to learn how to pass and read defenses when he's in the pocket, especially uh, in shotgun formation. They should limit those, by the way, until he gets better mm-hmm. at that. But with that being said, when, it, when they have Justin Fields in those design rollouts, mm-hmm. and he's very good at it. I hope that they can keep that up. But that's going to be effective if they can continue to run the ball with Khalil Herbert and Ebner, whoever else is the backup running back, because David Montgomery, I don't believe, is not going to play. And so we know that the Bears will get off the bus running the football, but if they can have the running game with some consistency, those play-action passes, those design rollouts will be more effective. Now on the flip side for the defense, two sacks in two games. Uh, that, that's that's inexcusable. Uh, and they sacked Daniel Jones once last week. They had uh, a sack against David, Davis Mills in the Texans game the week before. That's just not going to cut it. We all know that Kirk Cousins is not the most mobile quarterback in the world, so the Bears defense will get a break there. But like you said, Lakina, I don't know if Jalen Johnson is going to play, but whoever is guarding Justin Jefferson, Mr. Giddy, is going to be a long day for him. And if we, we all know if you can put pressure on Kirk Cousins, you can force a couple of turnovers. And that's what we expect from this Bears defense. But if they have – uh, just one sack again, it's gonna be a long day for him once again. Yeah, and it's gonna be like I said. Well, I mean, like I said, you know, Justin Jefferson, whoever, you know, whether it's, if it's not if it's Kyler Gordon, Galatia, well, some big test yeah. for you having to, to guard one of the best uh wide receivers in the game. But uh, like I said, I mean, it's gonna be one of those things where, like I said, I mean, we'll like I said, we'll see how their bodies respond. I'm talking about the Vikings with you know, with them, you know, not having that, not you know, not taking that week off you know, after that uh London trip. It will affect him mm-hmm. a little bit, but I don't think like I, said, I don't think it's gonna affect him like too too much because I, I feel mm-hmm. like you know this is a divisional game. They want to get that edge in the division, especially with uh Green Bay struggling still. 
Uh, Detroit still being Detroit, although they're a little bit better Detroit team, but they're still Detroit, <laughs> you know, the way some of the games have been uh, going on. So I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. But I, I feel like this is going to be one of those sort of games, divisional games, where it's always interesting when we need two teams play. But like I said, I think, like I said, I, th- I think the Vikings will be ready. I don't think there will be no doubt about that. Yeah, th- they'll be ready too because they- they're at home. For the Bears, we all know that all teams do this. The first 15 players are scripted. And I, usually the Bears do well. They've done well the last couple of weeks putting points on the board. But I want to see how they respond when they on their second offensive drive, no matter what the score is, because that's going to tell the story on how the how this game is going to go and if Justin Fields uh, can improve or not. Yeah, absolutely. So as I can see, sports on sports on Chicago, Lakina McGee, Sydney Brown, uh, previewing Bears and Vikings. And uh, Sid, our girl uh, is uh, with us here already. So do you want to bring her on? Yes, she's our NFL Pick'em's guru, and she has other thoughts on the other sports topics in entertainment and more. Let's please welcome in our girl from KXRB, our hometown girl from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's the one, the only Miss Christine, the Queen Manica. What up, Yay! Christine? Is it, is it cold in Chicago by you guys? Yeah, yeah a glorious is. 52 degrees yeah, <laughs> and I partly cloudy. Like maybe 46 right now. Oh, gosh. Okay. Water yeah, weather. Okay. I love it. Oh yeah, also, look, I, I look, I like a good crisp fall weather. I mean, it, it's fun, but not not too cold though. I mean, that could be a little bit yeah. uh, interesting here. So, uh, before we do our picks, uh, Christy, because I'm glad we got you on early because we want to get you some to do these, some of these topics. So, start with the Bears and Vikings. Uh, what what what's sort of like without giving up your giving away who you're picking? What's your synopsis of this game? I mean, the Vikings, they have look, they have the the right coach, the right general manager the right running back, pretty solid offensive line too. Defense isn't so bad. They just don't have a quarterback. Kirk Cousins still doesn't know who he's throwing to, which way is up, which way is down, whatever. And the same thing could be said for Justin Fields. He's still trying to find his footing and adjustments. And you would think, you know, coming into the fifth week now, and even, again, what I mentioned the last time I was on here, if you're putting in all this work in the offseason, well, where is it? You know, like, where, where is the where, – where's the improvement? So it's kind of – it's frustrating to watch both of these teams. I know a lot of Vikings fans are out here. They're frustrated, and we're frustrated. So all in all, this is just going to be a frustrating game for both teams, for my for my synopsis of it. Well, I'd rather be a Vikings fan. Uh, being three and right. one is frustrated. I'll take it, right. even though the Bears are at five hundred. <laughs> we all know that. Yeah, like I said, even though the Bears are two and two, we know they're not playing like a two and two team no. right now. They, uh, they, they they're not. I want to get your thoughts, Christine, about the Bears' defense. I know they've been struggling with injuries uh, for the last couple of weeks, but talk to me about what do you expect from them this Sunday? As I uh, we talked about Lakina before Christine uh, hopped on with us. The Bears have two sacks in, in the last two games. That's one per game, and that's not going to cut it against Kirk Cousins and crew. Even though uh, the Bears defense do get a break because Kirk Cousins usually runs the other way. It's terror mm-hmm. forward, but uh, if you don't put pressure on him, it's going to be a long day. I think that's true. you got to pr- put pressure on the quarterback right away, and you got to find those pockets that are open on the line. Um, as far as their defense, I I think we were, we've been spoiled the last couple of years with having a strong defense. You know, we had Khalil Mack, 
We had Akeem Hicks when he was healthy and a whole bunch of other veterans that, that have moved on since, since last season. So it's an adjustment. I think from what I've noticed, it's not only injuries. I think you got some smaller guys out there because from what I see anyway, Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks were both pretty big dudes, right? Like, like they were giant. All football players are giant compared to me, but uh, from a defensive <laughs> perspective. Um, and I, I think they, they got to beef it up a little bit. I think we do need to put in those bigger guys, even if they're second stringers or even if, you know, you just drafted them. Because, look, Eberflus is a defensive guy. So the fact that defense is underperforming when this is what he's known for, that doesn't look good for him. Not necessarily the guys out on the field because they're only performing the way that he's coaching them, if that makes sense. So it says a lot about Eberflus and what his focus is, which really we don't know what his focus is because everything's kind of all over the board. <laughs> that is very true. Now, uh, let, let's get off we, well, v- v- Vikings Bears for a second because I'm starting to get a little – I don't think this is going to be a very pretty game, but uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, did you guys see the uh, the ever-classic game between the Colts and the Broncos last night? <laughs> I heard about it. I went to bed, but I heard about it. <laughs> oh, oh, you missed a, oh, you missed a, a barn burner, Chris. I, I heard it was like going back into the fifties or something. Yeah, that's yeah, what Keenan style footballs. I call it oh, the no, no, pre nineteen eighties, pre nineteen seventies football. Even Al Michaels during the broadcast, I heard he couldn't even keep it in. He's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, yeah, he said that uh, this would be like the fifth game on CBS. I'm like, wait a minute now. Well, our buddy Spiro Diaz calls one of those games. It's actually, he's actually, you know, he and uh, JP actually called some pretty good games this year. So don't, don't insult the uh, the intelligence <laughs> here. But I, I'm, I'm sure he was probably over, over it. But uh, remember, uh, Al, you got com- you got Commanders and Vikings uh, next Thursday night. So you might the be Bears. saying the same thing. The Bears. So, yeah, well, well, yeah, I, I, I thought it would be, but, but that was intentional because that was intentional. That was intentional because that would have been a better game than, of course, you know, Commanders and the Bears coming up uh, third next Thursday. So you're going to be having uh, – he's going to be doing say the same thing about the, the Commanders and the Bears too, so I don't know what to tell him. <laughs> uh, Bark has the game with some blinders on because uh, Carson right. Wentz has been terrible and, and Justin oh. Fields, I think he'll get better, but as of right now, it doesn't look good for either one yeah. of them. <laughs> When isn't Carson Wentz terrible? I'm trying to figure that out. Well, the year they won the Super Bowl and we got hurt. Well, that, but I was going to say, wait a minute, NDSU, that was it. That was the only other time. Yeah, they, uh, the Colts came just second team in the Super Bowl era to win a game in which no, no touchdowns were scored. Multiple, intercept, multiple intercepts were thrown, sacked at least six times combined. They joined the 1973 uh, Browns who beat the Giants in week 13 of that season, 12 to 10. So, uh uh yeah, commanders and bears—they might equal that, but uh yeah, well we'll have to wait till next week. But uh yeah, it's just mm, sorry about that, folks. <laughs> just brutal. Now let's talk about some of the other uh, non-football stuff. Uh, of course, I guess we'll we'll, we'll I guess we had to talk about it. So, uh, the the video leaked uh, earlier, but uh, of course, uh, Draymond Green and Jordan Poole, you know, from the Warriors, got into it. Of course, the uh, earlier this week, the video got leaked. Uh, yeah, someone uh, an, in- an intern did that. Someone's gonna get a pink slip and a link card. Cause yep. uh, yeah, cause that was an internal. That was an internal. Uh, that's an internal video. So mm-hmm. someone's someone got a nice little uh, check from TMZ, and that person's gonna get fired. Uh, I know people are already freaking out. Oh, how Draymond? How could he do that? Well, 
Uh, remember, folks, uh, Kobe was body slammed by Shaq in one of their practices years ago. And if you guys remember the last dance, uh, MJ uh, famously uh, clocked Steve Curran to next week, among other things. So this has been happening yeah. in practices for years. It's just that now their videos, of course, in this case, people are upset because it got leaked in this case. Christine, I'll start with you. What do you think about this whole situation? Uh, I honestly did not see the video. Like, I saw something about this morning, but I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, oh, Draymond Green slapped someone? Okay. Like, <laughs> what else is new in, in sports? But, I mean, look, when you're in practice, that that's your job, you know? Like, you want to do whatever you can to secure that job and to fight for your job pretty much. So whether it was something personally or professionally between those two, it happens. They're, they're guys. Tension tensions are going to flare up, especially when you are always physically active and moving around mm -hmm. like that. So whatever it is, exactly, whoever leaked it, they're, they're not going to have their job by the end of the day. <laughs> I saw the video this morning, Lakina. It did not look good for Draymond Green. But like you said, some stuff needs to be kept in house. Like you said, mm -hmm. I, everything everything is being recorded now. That's the uh, uh, the times that we uh, that we live in. But like you said, is this the first uh, that, that we've seen? Probably the first that we've seen in this. Like you said, since everything's been recorded. But is this the first time this ever happened? No. Will yeah. this be the last time? No. But like I said, some stuff needs to be kept in house. And maybe it was something that we don't know about. We probably will never know the whole story behind that. But it just didn't look good for Draymond Green. Yes, he apologized for it. And the Warriors, as far as we know, they, uh, they're not going to punish Draymond Green. So uh, that, that's the case. We also just move on from it. It did look bad for Draymond Green because the video is recorded. But like I said, stuff like this unfortunately happens all the time. Do we like it? No, but like Christine says, is it a part of sports? Yes. Maybe it's a Michigan-Michigan State thing. I don't know, a little bit of Michigan State. Maybe, yeah. maybe uh, <laughs> your pool told Draymond, hey, we're going to kick Michigan State's button in a couple of weeks. I don't know what right. <laughs> And, and don't we don't know the context of it either, exactly. Like, we don't know what was going on. So we just see what we see in front of us. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. Uh Let's get it out the way, uh, folks. Uh, the White Sox and the Cubs have ended, ended their uh, seasons. Uh, you're, look, I did an informal poll on Twitter, and more people think that, again, there's only like 12 people who voted on this, so uh, take it for as you. This is very scientific here, folks. But uh, more, more folks are more optimistic about the Cubs than the White Sox now, with Tony La Russa, you know, now being you know, gone. Where, where do you think they go from here? Uh, so I'll start with you. Yeah, as I said before, Dallas Keuchel and Tony Russo cannot be the only two names that has to pay for what happened this season. I know GM Rick Hahn is, mm -hmm. is keeping his job, Kenny Williams as well. So most of the people mm -hmm. in that front office is going to keep their jobs. You know, there's some dissension between that, of that front office. But the White Sox got to make a couple of trades, and they got to really take a good hard look at themselves and what this mm -hmm. team is going to be next year. First, they got to get a manager. And I want to ask Christine this uh, in a couple of minutes, but – Oh, who's they need a, a Mike Keenan type style a manager who's going right. to uh, uh, get into that grill, yeah. hold them accountable for all yes. times. I don't care if you Tim Anderson or the Mike Legal who just uh, brought up yesterday due to injury or what have you. Everybody needs to be held accountable for their actions. The whole attitude needs to change, and that those players need to realize that you you're there for one common goal, and, and that's to win. You cannot take players off. You cannot take days off like this team did this year. Wherever the office of philosophy was, they need to be thrown out the window and burned in the garbage can today. So 
the the White Sox just as an organization has to take a good hard look at themselves, and I think everything else yeah. will fall into place as soon as they choose the right manager. For me, does it need to be a big name? No, it'll be great, but it doesn't have to be a big name. It's just someone that the players will respect at all times. Now, as far as Ozzy Guillen as a fan, would it be great? Yes, because he'll be entertained. Yes, he knows baseball, but unless he says it right now or the White Sox uh, management comes out and says right now he's not a candidate, uh, his name, whether people like it or not, is still in play. Do I think he's the answer? No, but that the eyes again angle has to be nipped in the bud right now, whether it's Ozzy himself or the White Sox organization at this point, whether he's a, a candidate or not. If he's not a candidate, the White Sox organization needs to come out today and say, Ozzy is not in our plans for the future. As far as yeah. management is concerned. Yeah, I, I would like a coach anyone under the age of 70, please and thank you. Um, that would be my first requirement. Second, well, Ozzy's not that old, so. <laughs> well, right. So, secondly, I don't hate the idea of Ozzy coming back. And he's been pretty vocal, especially – you know, during the pregame and postgame stuff, what he does on NBC with Chuck. Um, I, I don't hate the idea of him coming back to the clubhouse. If anybody can relate to what the guys are going through, it's Ozzy. He's been manager long enough. He's played long enough. And he knows how to relate to those guys. Um, I saw AJ Brzezinski's name being thrown around. That maybe they'll put him in as a candidate. And again, I don't hate that idea either because AJ, he's a – very vocal player. He was a vocal player, um, not afraid to speak his mind and to tell the guys how it is and to get them in shape. Another name that I heard being thrown out was Joe Madden. And it wouldn't be the first time that a Cubs coach went over to the South side like that. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't totally hate that idea either because he's familiar with the atmosphere of the city and he probably knows a lot of the players too. So I, I also don't think that's a bad idea. I, well, yeah, let's hope that it's going to be Rick Hahn's guy and, you know, maybe, you know, Jerry Rice doesn't come in and say, Hey, I want you to hire this guy or whoever. Right. And I think, you know, I'm sure Kenny Wills will have his, will have his two cents in as well. I just think that for me, this is going to be you know very interesting how this is going to be approached. Like you're going to, you, the names you mentioned are going to be you know you know phone around and such. So it's going to be very interesting. Like I said, to see you know what direction Rick Hahn decides to go. Does he go a little bit younger? Does he go like somebody who has experience? Somebody I, that I they, think you got to go younger at this point. Well, I yeah, think, well, yeah. I think anybody. I don't think he's any higher than Larusa. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll say yeah. That'd be pretty bad. Well, although Jack McKenna, they what's what's he doing these days? I know he's up. Yeah. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh lord! No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to see you know, in this. But uh, yeah, it's gonna like I said, it's gonna be very interesting. And we'll we'll be hearing all types of names and such. So. Mm. Yeah, gonna be just very intriguing. Yeah, just a couple of names to keep in mind. Willie Harris, I know he was from the 05 World Series team, but he's the current yeah. uh, third base coach of the Chicago mm -hmm. Cubs. Yeah. Uh, the news came out this week, he was interviewed for the job two years ago before they went with the LaRusso. So keep his name in mind. And Joey Cor, uh, the white, he was a member of the net, old 93 White Sox team, uh, um, the old AL West team in 93, but he's the current third base coach of the New York Mets, and he can relate to the. Uh, Related to the today's players, obviously, him and Izzy know each other very well. So mm -hmm. keep those two yeah. names in mind: Joey Cora and and Willie Harris. Now, Christine, back to you with Joe Madden. 
we all know that he likes to do things his way and the Cubs mm -hmm. didn't like that, even though you got a World Series out of him. I know things didn't go well after, after 2017 when they lost to the Dodgers in the NLCS. But it's all about analytics and how much do you use uh, that that uh, that force to mm -hmm. uh, to manage. And, you know, Joe Mann doesn't like that too much. So I don't know if he's going to be a, a, a fit for the White Sox. Well, I love to have him, yes, but I don't know that yeah. if the White Sox are thinking in his direction. That's gonna be interesting. Uh, as far as you know, for the Cubs, I will just see if they, if what what direction they go. Does Jed Hoyer decide that maybe he wants to probably try and go for it, or maybe wait a couple more years to see what he has with guys like, like you know, Nico Horner and you know Chris Morrell and all those guys and. I'm, I'm sure Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras will be going bye-bye. So uh, real quick, I know we're up against it, but uh, where do you guys think the Cubs' uh, future is? Still not winning a World Series for another 100 years. Shot, 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 shot. I think for the Cubs, Lakina, I think they'll put out a competitive team next year. Who are those names? We don't know, but I think you need a couple of starting pitchers, and you definitely uh, need a corner outfielder, and you – Perhaps uh, Carlos Correa, if you can uh, weasel him away from the Minnesota Twins, uh, they'll definitely be a start because they have money, Lakina. Yes, they uh, do. They have money. I know that they haven't. Uh, and I, I saw a tweet this morning. Uh, even though the Cubs fans, some of them did show up this year, some of them did not. They still ranked number nine in attendance uh, overall in Major League Baseball this year. Yeah, go figure that out. Wow. Why does mm -hmm. White Sox drew two million people and they they were ranked number nineteen overall? But with that being said. I think the Cubs should be aggressive in free agency. They're not going to get Aaron Judge, so we can put that pipe dream out the window. <laughs> but I think like uh, players like Carlos Correa, uh, a veteran starting pitcher or two, and get somebody in, in that bullpen, I think the Cubs will be more in competitive this, uh, next year. Because you cannot run out the same lineup next year. The uh, Cubs year. fans won't stand for it. No, not at all. And we got an update here from the wild card games. Uh, a two-run home run by Jose Ramirez in that bottom half of that sixth inning when we uh, when we last uh, talked about this have you know, propelled the Guardians to beat the Rays. They hold on two to one. Uh, game two is tomorrow, but the Guardians are leading that best of three wild card series one nothing. Yeah, if you White Sox face one game, we go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> With that said, with that said, we'll be right back with our week five picks. And also, to uh, Bulls fans, we're going to calm you down. We're going to calm you down. I'll explain that coming up next. This is Second City Sports on Sports Social Chicago. Lakina McGee, Sydney Brown, and our girl KXRB's Christy Manica. Our picks and much more coming up right after this. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom.
Trish is having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Hello, Dr. J, and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I love that music. <laughs> I love the 70s beat. <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Welcome back to Second City Sports on the Hashtag Football Friday edition. Real live and living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. It's Christine, the Queen Manica, joining us from KXRB in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. This is the last segment of the show, our last segment of the week. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can always go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Now it's time for our week five NFL picks. Lakina, what's our results overall? And what was our results from last week? Well, uh, thank you. Thanks to Atlanta. I was right up there, up, up there with you, Sid. Thank you, Atlanta, for uh, pulling off the upset for me. Uh, I told I you the Falcons. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you're still ahead, Sid. And uh, as always. Well, yeah, well, okay, yeah. Well, Chrissy, you had a nice little uh, bounce back, too. So, uh, yeah, we're still battling out for a second place. Like I said, it's still very early. We're at week five, oh, so it's not – Yeah, What's it's the not margin? a big deal. Uh, I think it's like two games – it's like two games – like three games with you. Like I think that's like a, like a two-game separate, uh, Christine and me. So, okay. you know, let, let's get let, – you know, time to you – know, look, sometimes it's time for us to catch up, Christine. So, don't, don't – you know, don't get discouraged. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, this should be a good one here in London. Uh this is the second game of the London series. It's actually going to be the first time, I, I think, in London that they're going to have uh, 
uh, over 500 teams going to be facing each other. So mm-hmm. this is going to be uh, this is only going to be streamed on NFL Network, folks. So we watch this game on this uh, lovely uh, laptop here. This will be the Giants and the Packers. The Giants coming out uh, shorthanded, though. Uh, they they're a little banged up. I know Tony's out. I know a couple other the other uh, guys are out. I know Jones. I think had limited practice. So uh, Christine, I'll start with you on this game. Ah, uh, I'm going Green Bay. The injuries, you know outweigh the odds for the Giants and it's Aaron Rodgers <laughs> I, I mean he's gonna do Aaron Rodgers things we saw it last week when they barely got that one against the Patriots so yeah I, I think Green Bay is just better man number wise than the Giants are at the moment yeah the Packers are a seven and a half point favorites in London they'll be they'll be the last team they'll play in London that never played in London they'll mm. play in London uh, I think it's going to be a surprisingly close game but uh, Green Bay is better at running the ball than the New York football Giants are I know Saquon Barkley's the whole offense right now for the Giants but uh, Green Bay is just an overall better team overall so I'm going with the Packers yeah I think it might be a close one I think because of Saquon Barkley he'll, he'll keep the Giants in it but I think the mm-hmm. Packers I think this is going to be like this could be like Aaron Rodgers breakout, breakout game there is such a thing here but uh yeah, you know, I think the Packers with this one pulling away late. Uh, Steelers and uh, the 3-1 Buffalo Bills. Now, of course, the Bills, that great comeback. And uh, good news for uh, the Steelers, Mika Fitzpatrick and Cam Hayward were full participants today, so they looks like they're going to be good to go for Sunday. But I still say the Bills, like I said, they're on a mission, and uh, I know Kenny Pickett will see how. I don't – look, if you saw uh, the Bills injury report, it was just posted. It's pretty long, but even still – I think the Bills shouldn't have too much trouble with the Steelers. I think Steelers will keep it close because I'm sure the Bills remember last year, you know, that opener, you know, the mm-hmm. Steelers were surprised the Bills. So I'm sure they remember that. But I think Josh Allen and the rest of the Bills are going to do everything they can to make sure that doesn't happen again. So I would pick the Bills. I'm going to go with the Bills too. I feel bad for my guy, Mitch. Poor Mitch. But yeah, the, the Bills are, I think, are going to take this one pretty, not easily, but it will be a good game for them. A surprise pick for you guys in the point spread, take Pittsburgh, but overall take Buffalo. I was going to ask you, Lakin, who's going to start for Pittsburgh, but I don't think it's going to matter. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, okay, <laughs> well, yeah, could the Chargers continue their uh, East Coast uh, trip? They play Cleveland. Sid, you start this one. Uh, the Chargers are going to the East Coast, I believe, for the first time this year, playing the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland, as you mentioned, Lakino lost a close one down in Atlanta last week. The Chargers are a two-point favorite. The Chargers almost blew that game down there. Well, this will be the second time they traveled to the East Coast yeah, uh, because they were in Houston last week. But they'll do it again mm-hmm. for a second week in a row. I don't think it's going to go well for them. I got the Browns in a close upset. I don't know what the status is for Jadavion, uh Not sorry, um, Miles Gary, who had the um, that one car accident. Thank goodness he's okay. I don't know if he's going to play this week. But I don't think it's going to matter because – Cleveland has a, a better running game than the Chargers do. And the Chargers have to go back on the road on the East Coast for a second straight week. I think it's going to take its toll on them. So I'm going with the Browns in an upset. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to – yeah, I'm going to pick the Chargers. I, 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 yeah, I know they're a little bit banged up still. Like I said, Clowney looks like he was limited, so he might be able to play – on Sunday, but uh, I know Cleveland wants to get that you know taste, like, you know, for the loss against Atlanta. But Chargers don't make me look stupid here. I'm, a, I'm like I, said, I might regret this pick. But I'm picking the Chargers. <laughs> I'm picking the Chargers too, Lakina. I'm with you there. <laughs> 
Should be a, a good game, though. Uh, next up, you got the Dolphins and the Jets. Uh, 3-1 Dolphins against the 2-2 uh, and two Jets. Uh, Christine, I believe it's your turn to start. Yeah, you know, Miami's in trouble. The whole organization is in trouble for yeah. what happened to us. So who, whoever is to, plan, to blame, we don't know if Tua's going to be out for weeks, months, maybe for the rest of the season until next year. Maybe he's not going to play at all after having two concussions like that back-to-back. Um, with that being said, because there's so much uncertainty and there's clearly something internally going on with that. I'm picking the Jets. Now I'm going with the New York Jets as well. They had a nice comeback uh, at Pittsburgh last week. Zach Wilson in his first game of the year, that second-year quarterback, uh, he showed some muscle, and he led his team mm-hmm. back from that deficit. They have a nice running game with Brees Hall, and they got some nice wide receivers as well. I think Teddy Bridgewater will get the start for the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm taking the Jets at home. Yeah, I'm making the sweep here. I'm, I'm taking the Jets because I think they're a little bit, you know, sort of, I know we don't know how the team is going to respond to that whole thing with Tua. I know Teddy Bridgewater, you know, is up. You know, we know he's a you know, he's a great veteran, you right. know, serviceable mm-hmm. veteran. But at the same time, I think the Jets are kind of like starting to, well, exactly Zach Wilson back is starting to find their groove a little bit. So I think the Jets, although it will be a close one, though, I think, in this game. Uh Okay, second the new game for Fox. Well, the third guy I should say because they got the doubleheader this week. You got the Falcons and the Bucks, both at two and two. Uh, said you start this one. Uh, the Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are favored by ten points. Of course, the Falcons uh, held on to their victory last week at home against Cleveland. Tampa Bay looked like crap against Kansas mm-hmm. City last Sunday night. Uh, besides the offensive line, I think the defense is a, has a whole lot of issues if you're the Buccaneers. You would think they would get it together this week, right? You would think they would get it together. The Falcons have been a surprise, one of the uh, early surprise teams in the league this year. I, I don't think they're going anywhere, but if you're Tampa Bay, you're at home, you would think you get it together, would you? I don't know if they're going to win by 10 points, but I'm picking them to win. Yeah, I'm going to go Tampa here. And, you know, whatever is going on with them, especially Tom Brady, um, obviously there's life outside of football. Mm -hmm. And those worlds can collide. And in this case, for what it seems like to be with Tom Brady, it looks to be that way. So it's not an easy easy season for him. You know, he knew what he was getting into when he unretired. I just Mm -hmm. don't think he realized the risk of what could be what he could be losing out of coming back. So um, whatever is going on, I hope that it works out for him and whatever is going on with the Bucks too. But, yeah, I'm picking the Bucks this week. Yeah, I picked Atlanta last week, but uh, I'm not picking them this week. Uh, I, I feel like this is going to be a good uh, get-right game for uh, the Bucks. It's going to be an ugly one, I think. It won't be as ugly as Colts and Broncos uh, yesterday. It won't be that ugly. <laughs> It won't yeah, be that right. ugly, but yeah, it won't be that ugly, but it'll be yeah, it'll be pretty bad. But I think the bus will pull away late. And plus, I think Kyle Kopp is going to be out. He was a bit of practice this week, so he's definitely the equalizer there. They might run the ball, but uh, you know, I'm talking about the Falcons. But yeah, it'll be like nine, you know, ten to nine or something like that. But at least it'll be entertaining, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I guess. Yeah, if, if but, Brady can slam down another uh, iPad. <laughs> 
right. Exactly. Windows tablets. Exactly. So that should be an interesting one there. Uh, our buddy Spiro Diaz and Jay Feely will be get a call in this game for CBS. He got the Texans and the Jags. I'm picking the Jags. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, yeah they're very competitive at Philadelphia. Last week had an early fourteen nothing lead before they lost it. But I'm starting to like that young defense and Trevor Lawrence. He he has to play better. I'm going with Jacksonville. They're favored by seven points at home. Yeah, I take the points. I think the defense you know, for yeah, I think look James Robinson and then such. I think he'll probably have a big game for uh, Jacksonville and uh. Yeah, I, I, yeah, the Texans are not very good. We saw that your know, first hand against the Bears, so I'm I'm taking the uh, the Jags. Uh, all right, should be interesting one here. You got the Lions and the Patriots. Uh, it looks like Matt Jones got cleared for practice again. I might hate myself for this, but I think Detroit gets their second win the season. You know, yes, I know. Uh, I know the Patriots defense is pretty decent, but they they got a the 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 Lions got to one of these these games. Can they? Can they? <laughs> But Lakina, their defense stinks, and we saw that uh, last week they gave a forty-eight to Seattle. We all we all know Seattle's not that good. New England, I think, only because they're at home. I'm picking New England. The New England is favored by three and a half. Lakina, I'm going with you, and I am picking. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Detroit. Detroit. I'm all right, should be, it'll be entertaining when it leaves on Fox. I mean, it might be entertaining. Who knows? Uh, uh, Seahawks and uh, the Saints. Remember, the Saints also opted not to do this do the extra week off either. So, you okay. know, they're playing, you know, coming back from London. Uh, I haven't seen any sense with Jameis Winston or Michael Thomas. But I think the Seahawks, I know they got to travel cross coach. They're playing a new game. I don't, this isn't Pete Carroll's first rodeo. I know they feel, I know Pete Carroll feels kind of vindicated after what happened last night with Russell Wilson and Denver. But uh, I think Geno Smith does enough to win this game. I know this should be an interesting game, but uh, I'm picking the Seahawks. I am picking the Saints just because uh, we've seen Seattle this year. It's not anything impressive, it's probably the more or less impressive teams. We've seen so far this year, but I still think it's going to be pretty close. But I, I just think fundamentally the Saints are are more at that competitive level. So that's why I'm going to go with the Saints. The Saints are five and a half point favorites at home. Of course, Seattle uh, beat Detroit last week on the road, putting up a 48 piece. The Saints put up some points, as you mentioned, Christine, in that loss at London last week against against the Vikings. But I just don't trust the Saints right now as far as over, overall. And I think Seattle has a, a little mini streak going. So I'm, I'm going with the Seahawks in a mini upset. Yeah, I think they I think they stayed out out east, I think. That way they don't have to travel, you know, you know, back to Seattle. They have to come all the way back. That's so smart. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. I think they did that already. Like I said, this is a Pete Carroll's uh, first rodeo. Now, last the noon games, you got the Titans and the Commanders, the Bears' next opponent. Uh Chrissy, you start this, start this one. <laughs> Tennessee, that's my answer. <laughs> I'll take Tennessee too. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Derek Henry. I know I know he's a little bit banged up, but I think he uh, goes to town and they get the Commanders' uh, defense and yep. uh, they dominate the Titans. So uh, it might be their probably their most dominating game of the season so far for the Titans. So I'm picking them. Yeah, let's make it a clean sweep. Watch Carson Wentz will finally wake up. <laughs> yeah, which could probably happen. You never know. Yeah. Oh, wait till he comes here on next Thursday. <laughs> that, that's probably we'll have his breakout game. Yeah, he'll probably do like four TDs or something against the Bears. Go figure. And Tennessee's favorite by two points. 
Oh, really? Oh, so they're taking it. Oh, they're basically saying oh, it's a pickup. Okay. okay. So, there's, there's right. so money's, com money's coming in late on Washington for right. whatever that's, that, that's worth. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why. Uh, okay, first of the three o'clock games, uh, San Francisco against the Carolina Panthers. I know, look, I know they're in a short week, the, the 49ers are. I know they're going to be feeling you know, on a high from that win against the Rams on Monday night. You know, they're playing at three o'clock, so it's not going to be that too big of a time difference for them. You know, the Panthers are, the, are very good. I'll pick it San Francisco next. <laughs> I'm picking San Francisco too. Jimmy G is, uh, he's still handsome, as coach would say, still handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't believe, I can't believe he said that. Oh my, he said it. Hey, I can, really? I can relate. I get lost in those eyes and the hair too. Yeah, I, I tell those, you. Those, yeah, those. Sorry, back to hardcore yeah, information. Oh, hardcore information. Yeah, uh, sorry, sorry, Sid. sorry Sid. <laughs> No pun intended. Um, the San Francisco 49ers defense are on my fantasy team this year. What a hell of a job they did on Matthew Stafford last Monday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I told you San Francisco was going to win, and you saw why. Uh, this could be a trap game for San Francisco. They're favored by six and a half on the road. I don't think it's going to be a trap game. San Francisco is going to take it home. I'm going with the 49ers. Could be an interesting one, too. Uh, could be a good one here. I don't know if, the, if here in Chicago, we're going to, we, oh, we probably won't get this game, but uh, I'll be watching this game via my laptop here. The 4-0 Eagles against the 2-2 two two Cardinals. Okay, I picked against the Cardinals again last week, and you know, sure enough, of course, they 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 get me. So, <laughs> I mean, okay, Jalen. I mean, okay, I guess Jalen Hurts will have another one of his go good games. Um, he you know he and AJ Brown have a nice rapport. That defense is still pretty solid, and I think Devontae Smith is pretty good. Been pretty good as well. I'll pick Philly, but again, I might no, don't don't take that face value because I'm all, I'm kind of a little hesitant on this one. <laughs> That's right, pick Philly because I'm picking Philly too. Five and let's, oh, let's go. Yeah, I'm going with <laughs> Philadelphia as well. They are five-point favorites on the road. Unfortunately, we will not be getting that game in its entirety here in Chicago unless you have NFL Red Zone or NFL Plus. Or you'll be watching this on this very computer screen. So I'm, I'm going with Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, I will be watching that game and uh, watch Kyler Murray has his best game of the season. Throws right through. <laughs> Rushes for like two, or they someone has a pick six on the air, which could happen. I got them on their fan on the fantasy team. Uh, this is a game. Well, Chicago fans will be getting on Fox that second part of that double header. You got the Cowboys following the Bears game, the, yeah. You know, so the Cowboys and the Rams said, You start this one for us, please. Oh, the Rams are five and a half point favorites. I, me personally, I think that's too high. I would take Dallas in the money line. But back to reality, uh, the Rams got punched in the mouth, as I told you last week, uh, that what happened against San Francisco, which which took place on the road. Dallas, uh, it, it was an, a, a nice win last week, but against the bad Washington Commanders team, I know there was rumors that uh, that Dak could be back. You sit him out another couple of weeks. You sit him out another couple of weeks. Uh, mm -hmm. This is really a toss-up game, to be honest with you, but I think because they're the home team, I'm going with the Rams, but if you're smart, you're a much smarter a guy betting like I am, more smarter than me. I'm taking Dallas in the money line. I what I've been doing, I've been scribbling back and forth. Who do I want? Do I want Dallas? <laughs> do I want the Rams? D Dallas, uh, the Rams. The, their team is great, but Safford got his butt handed to him like he normally did back in the Detroit days. Hmm. So. I think I'm picking Dallas. I think I'm going to pick Dallas. I, I got faith 
and Cooper Rush if he's back in there this week? <sighs> They're a little baked up, Dallas's. Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't know. Their Rams uh, offensive line is trash. Yeah, they are. They're not very good. I I, I could definitely see uh, Dave's maybe getting an interception, you know, from Stafford. <laughs> I would say I yeah. would depend on the run game. A it's lot very possible. It's yeah. very possible. Well, yeah, and I would depend on. I would say give the give the ball to Cam Akers. Yeah. See, I don't know if Sid's helping right now, or if he's just trying to get a game over us, Lakina. That's right. The thing yeah. Oh, here we go. Well, look, this is a coin. This is a coin flip game for me. Yeah. And, it is. Uh, but the Rams are favored by too much. Uh, I'm, I'm serious on that. They're the favored point? by five and a half. That's too much. Oh, well, that's too. Yeah, that is too much. I would say, yeah, I would say take the under, but I'm picking the Rams. I just, yeah, I just, I just don't, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still uh, Cooper Rush. And I know Aaron Dahl's going to be uh, trying to go after him. So, like, I'm a little afraid for he's, he's not going to be in a good mindset either. So, especially after that game that happened, he got basically got tossed tussle around against that uh, 49ers O-line on Monday, so he might be on a mission. So uh, I would say, Cooper Rush, run! Run! Get the ball to the seat! Get the ball to the seat! Run, uh, run, little man! <laughs> run, run, little man, uh, Zeke here. Uh, a good one here on NBC uh, for AFC North. You got the Bengals and the Ravens. Uh, Christine, start this one for us, please. Gosh, you know, again, two great teams. Uh, I think Baltimore got robbed a little bit last week for sure. Um, but then again, the Bengals haven't been really sh stepping up to the plate either this season. So I think, see, this is another one I was scratching out to back and forth. I think because it's a home game for them, I'm picking Baltimore. I'm going with Baltimore as well, mm -hmm. Christine. Uh, of course, Joe Burrow, he's my fantasy quarterback, so I need him to have a big game. I think he can because that Baltimore defense is crap right now. You saw what happened last week when Buffalo came back yeah. and beat them. You saw what the Dolphins did uh, a couple weeks before that against this, right. the Ravens defense. So I think it's going to be a, a surprising high-scoring game. The Baltimore Ravens are favored by three and a half. So I think that's about right. And so I, I think Cincinnati will kind of keep it close, but uh, I think the Ravens will pull it out of the end. Yeah, that's how I feel about this game. I think the Ravens will do just enough to win this. I think they want to kind of – I think the defense is going to be have a lot to prove. So if I were Joe Burrow – and that O-line for the Bengals is still a little bit suspect for me. So I would – if you're the uh, the Ravens defense, this might be a good way for you to kind of like, you know, get right. It's kind of, you know, get your groove going here because that O-line yeah. from the Bengals is sort of another miss. So – I, I think this will probably be helpful for Pell. Of course, Lamar is going to do his thing. Lamar Jackson, I should say, is going to do his thing. I think, you know, J.K. Dalman, I think that this will be kind of like a run game for him. So it might be his best game of the year so far. So I think the Ravens will pull this out just because just because I think that it, it'll, it'll, I think they're on a mission. I think they want to kind of like their backs are against the wall. And I think they feel this could, this could be for the control of the division because, yeah. you know, no one's don't pull away from that division right now in the AFC North. So we'll see what happens here. Now, the AFC West on Monday nights. You got the Las Vegas Raiders and Kansas City. Look, I know Kansas City, I know folks are, you know, cheese fans are already like, you know, they're they're just being annoying at this point. Sorry, Mark Donald. I know you're gonna be watching this. Uh FS1, but uh I know he's a big, you know, he's a KC guy, the Chiefs fan, but I might hate myself for this. I might I'm a glutton for punishment, but I'm picking I'm picking the Raiders just because I I I'm like rolling my eyes at the team. 
I, I'm picking the Chiefs. They they looked great on Sunday. I mean, whether it was because the the Bucks have issues going on or not, they looked great. So I'm I'm picking the Kansas City for this one. The Chiefs are favored by seven points. I know the Raiders uh, had their first win last week against uh, against the Broncos. Did you see the uh, Bowles number 70, 72, uh, that offensive lineman that tried to tackle that? I forgot who ran the ball back for the Raiders. Yeah. He missed the ball like a mile. Like, <laughs> Let me just <laughs> fall down and act like I'm chasing them. Fall down. Yeah. Just fall down. Like, course, Ooh, uh, I tripped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> any athlete, any athlete wants to be an actor. Just, yep, classic. And of course, you mentioned Christine about what the Chiefs did last week. Of course, those idiots on first take out ESPN. Oh, they didn't need Tyreek Hill. The Kansas City Chiefs are back. Me and Lakina told you in August the Chiefs are going to have those moments where you don't think that Tyreek Hill is not going to be missed. Right. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a game that he's going to be missed. I think Kansas City wins the ball game, but I'm with Lakina as far as the money line is concerned. I know Lakina picked uh, Las Vegas an outright upset, but. Take a look to see if you can get get Vegas uh Vegas in the money line because I think it's gonna be closer than what people think. Mm-hmm. I really do. Be, yeah, it's gonna be super close. Just an update for that uh, Seahawks Saints game. Andy Dahl will get the start again for the Saints. So okay. that you know, so could make it interesting there. Uh, last but not least, uh, Bears and Vikings uh, early season matchup for these guys. Of course, Chicago's very own. Adam and me, who also does uh, Bulls uh, TV, will be doing the game along with Mark St. Clair of Ed Christina Pink. On the sidelines, look, I know that uh, they're coming back from London. I'm talking about the Vikings. It's going to be very interesting to see how their body clocks respond. But I don't trust the Bears. I don't trust their offense. I know the defense will do just enough to kind of keep them in it. We've seen this you know, movie before. But <laughs> I think I think the Vikings will pull away from this game late. I think Dalvin Cook has a big game. Uh, I think you know, Justin Jefferson will have a couple of touchdown catches. Remember, Adam Thielen is also going to be a factor as well. Remember, he's still there, folks. So I think the Vikings will – it won't be a blowout, but I think the Vikings will win this game, you know, it, pulling away in the second half. You took the words right out of my mouth. I'm going with the Vikings. Yeah, Vikings. Look, the Bears are – they're they're awful. They're awful to watch right now. And, yeah, the record says 2-2, two and two, but we – like we said at the beginning here, we are not a 2-2 two and two team. And I, I'm, I'm still not Fields. I'm still not 100% sold on him yet. I think he's getting better. I saw a lot of great throws that he had at the game last week, and I'm like, gee, where was this? You know, a couple weeks ago, or you know, anything along those lines. So it, he's definitely improving, but I need to see a little bit more consistency. I think this is the week for me. That if I see those throws that I saw last week, that will prove to me that he has something. That maybe this is the future for the Bears right here. And if it's too inconsistent, I don't know. Maybe maybe the Bears need to come up with a plan B after that. But, yeah, the Vikings. I think if the Bears are at least in range of winning, that will be a win for me. But I'm picking the Vikings. It was nice to see Darnell right, Mooney those- get on his – yeah, I was just saying real quick to rebut off of Christine. It was nice to see Darnell Mooney on the stat sheet, four catches for 94 yards. So, that, right. so that's an improvement. But I want to see Cole commit the Bears tight end yeah. get more than two, two catches for 16 yards. That's I definitely need to see more players getting catches. You can't rely on one guy all the time. Mm. Yeah, looking at the injury report, uh, David Montgomery is now questionable. Jalen Johnson – 
is doubtful. So, you know, could you know Justin Jeff- Jefferson might have a might have a big yeah. you know day this week, and also uh, Dalva Cook might have a big game too. And now if Montgomery can play, we have good running backs. That's the only problem that the Bears don't seem to have. Knock on wood, is that we we got good running backs. Right, that's true. That's true. We'll see if Montgomery will be able to play and maybe keep it close at the very least. So yeah. we'll see what happens there. Those are your picks for uh, week five in the NFL. Now, this is XC Sports on Sports on Chicago. Lakina McGee, Cindy Brown, and Christine Maddock, our girl from KXRP, joining us as well. Uh, the Bulls are back at its night. They'll be playing their second preseason game against the Denver Nuggets, uh, you know, folks were folks were uh, were already freaking out after that loss to the Pelicans. Oh well, Zach Lowe, you know, I guess people are, you know, he's saying that well, the Bear, well, Bulls, I should say, are not going to make the playoffs. You know, they're not an, even an eight seed, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, here we go, good old Bulls Twitter. Like, oh, good <laughs> lord! Like after one game, it took one game for everybody to kind of freak out, but uh, after one preseason game, but yeah, like, look. Calm down, everyone. <laughs> yeah, let, let's take a chill pill here, folks. Okay, I mean, let, I think look, they're starting to get their groove in. And look, a lot of these guys are just not coming back from injuries themselves. Of course, Alex Caruso is starting to kind of get back into a groove. We'll see how AO does and P will. You know, like I said, like we said, they they're bulked up. So I think people need to kind of just chill. And remember, uh, Gordon Dragic played like you know just finished playing a Euro League tournament not just a couple of weeks ago. So of course he is going to be a little bit tired. But I think people need to just kind of just chill on it, please. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, and also too, Lakina, when the Bulls were starting to make their comeback, who, which one of the players we highlighted say I wanted to see? Dalen Terry. Dalen Terry. Yeah, he, yep. uh, he helped. He helped he the Bulls really in their comeback, even though they fell short against New Orleans. Uh, Dalen Terry, I really like this kid. Uh, if he can get it together, especially on the defensive end, uh, that's really going to help out the Bulls. Now the Bulls. Uh, up until that point, they really struggled defensively. They struggled offensively as well, but somehow, some way, they were able to stay in the game. Now, on the flip side for the Pelicans, it was nice to see Zion Williamson back. Mm-hmm. He really looks good. He looks like he's in better shape. And if that's the case this season, I think New Orleans can make some noise and, and avoid the playing tournament. That's going to be a competitive Western Conference. Like I said, we'll get more into it as the season comes uh, once we get closer to the regular season opener. But New Orleans did look good. Like I said, the Bulls, yeah, they struggled as a team defensively, but this is this is the preseason now. If it continues mm-hmm. tonight and uh, in the next couple of games, uh, then we're going to have to uh, reassert some things. But right now, I'm not going to jump off the bridge, no. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the Nets lost by, tw- by uh, to what, 29 to the, the Heat last night. So I think yeah. I don't see a lot of uh, Nets fans already you know, freaking out over that. So I think people need to just chill. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, any more thoughts before we wrap up here? Uh, yeah, I know, Chris, I know you were pretty uh, busy uh, over the over the last weekend. And that's why you weren't with us uh, last Friday. Yeah, it was the Cure Kids Cancer Radiothon. It was for um, our kids at the Sanford Children's Hospital here that are battling cancer, and we raised over three hundred thousand dollars in two days. So yeah, right. and, and it all stays local too. So it, it's great. Uh love that. Love yeah. that. Yeah, that's really cool. Now, do you have like any like uh, picks for? Because you know, what are your picks for uh, the MLB uh, wild card round? Oh gosh. Um. um <laughs> gosh. I've been so this whole week. I haven't even paid attention to the wild card game. I've just been fixating on 
<laughs> everything else going on with with football and 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 the last couple games of the White Sox this season. So, if you want me to think who's going to win the World Series, I I think the Yankees have a chance. So you going with the yeah, Yankees I mean, win the whole thing? I I would think so. Yeah, even who the are they going to beat in the National I, League? You know, I think Cardinals and it, it it could be the Cardinals or the Yankees. I think. Okay, Yankees Cardinals. That should be a that should be a fun World Series. Yeah. Two historic teams, you know, battling it out. I know I'm sure Fox is gonna be cheering really hard for a Dodgers Yankees World Series. I feel of like course. they're yeah, sure they're gonna be <laughs> cheering. Well, yeah, oh no, you you know they're gonna be cheering for the exact Fox is gonna be cheering for that. So yeah. Get the big uh, uh, ratings. Yeah, a couple other uh, questions for Christine before we close up shop. College football tomorrow, Christine. Notre Dame versus BYU in Las Vegas. And I see you wearing that uh, Lion Knights uh, sweatshirt. They're going to host a primetime game against Iowa tomorrow. What are your thoughts about those two games? Uh, go Notre Dame. I love Notre Dame. This is this is for my sister because, you know, she's studying to be a veterinarian. Mm -hmm. She's in her fourth year. So, um, Illinois, they're just not a good football team. I don't even, like, unless they do something crazy – like they beat Wisconsin apparently a couple weeks ago. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. they beat Wisconsin again. Okay, well, at least they're getting that kind of figured out now. How to beat <laughs> Wisconsin 101. Um, but I think Notre Dame is going to have a turnaround at this point. I mean, being in Vegas, come on. It doesn't get much better than that. I'm sure they're having uh, uh, responsible fun is what I like to put. <laughs> Are we sure about that? <laughs> yeah. And and then it should be a great game. You know, they're going to be at Allegiant Stadium. So it should be a good experience for both teams, really, especially for first head coach, first year head coach, Marcus Freeman. Should be, yeah, it should be a fun game. It's going to be on primetime, like, like we said earlier on NBC and on streaming on the Peacock app. So make sure you guys check that out. Now, with that said, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee McGee on the IG. You can follow your truly Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. Christine, regular lovely people follow you. They can follow me at cmanica underscore KXRB on Twitter. All right, nice. And I know Sean said earlier that he won't be on Monday, but we will be on Monday. We'll have we'll recap uh bears and vikings and also to all the rest of the slate and our studs and duds and the, you know, the mlb you know the uh the uh divisional series will be all set by the time we uh commence mm -hmm. back here on monday so a lot to talk about still but uh you know i know it's a little cool gonna be a little cool this weekend in some parts of the country so uh enjoy the crisp fall weather wash your hands get vaccinated and it'll just be good to see each other. This has been Second City Sports on Sports of Chicago for Sydney Brown and KXRB's Christine Manica. I'm Akina McGee, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Happy birthday to me. Yeah. Till then, <laughs> holla.